Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a loma nail, and remember, no droids allowed. Anyways, getting back Hello. to it. Yeah, trying to trying to get back into it. What am I getting back into, ladies and gentlemen? The Daily Cup of Genre on the Genreverse uh, podcast network. What you're watching and listening to right now, not Daily Cog, the Cantina on that that network. Um, sponsored by Grow Generation, where the where the pros go to grow. Thank you guys for joining us today. It's a bit of a, uh, a different show because usually when when it's just two of us, it's it's Cam and I. But today I've got Shaki on board and Cam slacking off somewhere on on the beaches of Naboo or some some crap. I don't know what. Wait, no. Uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, Last Jedi, that that uh, island where the uh, Jedi Temple was. Oh, that, Octo? That's, yeah, that's uh, that's where where Cam's at because it was filmed there in yep. in uh, those islands around around where he's. Don't worry anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, I think I said every. Whoa, I think I said it. I've moved my mic arm to my right instead of way up in front, and I keep hitting it. So maybe I should move it this way. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today, and uh, yeah, Star Wars stuff. Not a whole lot. But a little bit. Uh, we, Not a we whole got, lot of everything. I know, I know. Uh, we got a little bit of of clarification on some like timeline and seasons from uh, uh, for Andor. A while ago, we had uh, heard that they had wanted some something like five seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're getting uh, um, uh, Tony. Uh, uh, Gilroy writer for for the show is he the showrunner or writer? Gilroy's the writer. Writer. Right? Yeah. Well, showrunner uh, writer. He was supposed okay, to both both. I think what, what he was supposed to um direct all the episodes but then mm-hmm. there was a issue with COVID and he couldn't get to England in time and stuff with all the restrictions so then he they had to share the 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 responsibilities of directing and stuff so then that kind of got it yeah um he had mentioned a few weeks ago that there was going to be two seasons and that the second season would lead up right to uh right to rogue one basically where we meet not necessarily the frame where we meet him but you know in the time frame and person that uh andor is in rogue one season two would take us to there and i think now given this recent comment we kind of know where the five seasons thing may have 
spawned from. Uh, he says directors work in uh, blocks of three episodes. Uh, so we so we did four blocks in season one of three episodes each. Uh, that shooting schedule organically led uh, to season two's different structure. We said, or we looked and said, "Wow, it'd be really uh, interesting if we come back and we use each block to represent a year." instead of season <laughs> yeah. to represent a year uh, we'll move uh, a year closer with each block from a, a narrative point of view it's really exciting to uh, be able to work on something where you do a Friday Saturday and Sunday and then jump a year so boom there there you go it looks like and we're I'm not saying necessarily that there was going to be one year each for five seasons or uh, that somebody heard uh, five years and t- took that at, you know five years in story and took that as five seasons. Regardless, that seems to be uh, connected a bit. I am kind of concerned though how three episode year blocks would work, man. What do you what do you think about this, Shaki? You wrote this one up, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. in the opposite. I, I think it's a smart move. I don't see that there's like enough material there to do five seasons oh i didn't think either (laughs) yeah like uh, let's even say there's six episodes you know seasons if you want to do it that way there's not enough material there for diego luna and that character you would have to like spawn a whole new creation of star wars characters something the rebellion or something like that and you know it's it it makes more sense you know watching um the clone wars for all those years or you know, that was basically, you know, the template, you know, that mm-hmm. Dave Filoni's used for the Mandalorian three episode arc, three episode archer, or, you know, and, and that style um, for so long. And so I think it's smart. I think for I think the reason why so many people thought it was going to be five seasons was that it was announced that it was taking place five years prior to Rogue yeah. One. So you figure, okay, it's going to lead up. And, and it was like, it's going to take five years prior to Rogue One. It's going to go all the way up to the events of Rogue yeah. One. Oh, so five years, five seasons. But there's just not enough there, I don't think, personally. I mean, you know. I mean, enough to keep us interested in, in someone we know that's going to die? Yeah. No. Uh, enough I, stuff in that realm of rebels, spies, subverting the the empire yeah there's plenty of stuff right hopefully we never hear it because i'm tired of spending time between episodes three and four but anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you're limited on how many characters you can use you can't mm-hmm. you, know, you might get a, a an appearance of darth vader for a little bit but i don't think it's going to be you know the main character the main villain you know um mm-hmm. th- like this is just there's not enough there to expand this on for five seasons 12 episodes per season telling that much of story i think people would basically just we'd be excited for the first season maybe the second season and then kind of tune it out kind of tune it out till the very end of it but like you said we know the ending so it's not like we're you know sitting there wondering what's going to happen you know to andor you know poor cassian is he going to make it out of this whole you know rebellion thing or not so yeah yeah, where where was he in the sequel? Tr- oh wait, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. He wasn't part of that fleet of ships coming to mm-hmm. save you know Poe and all those guys. You know, no nope. resistance. No, nope. sure, sure wasn't him and his his U wing were were not part of it. Um, the uh, the whole hardest thing about 
playing in the era that they they have been for uh, Kenobi and going into Andor, although Andor has a hell of a lot more breathing room as far as Star Wars canon, not for the Mm -hmm. main character, but uh, for the canon, it's got a a hell of a lot more breathing room to play with. I mean, you you can start thinking of, of, um, you know, will we get an Operation Valkyrie? Valkyrie style plot, you know, Mm -hmm. where they're trying to trying to assassinate the the emperor Valkyrie. For those that don't know, was a an an assassination attempt on on Adolf Hitler in in World War Two. So I would I'm I'm interested in what they could do. But like you said, you can only make the stakes so high. You you can introduce it. It would almost be like almost like Stranger Things, where uh, seasons in the in the past. I won't give any spoilers for this year, but you think of like Sean Astin's character. You think of the uh, uh, Russian turncoat in season three. They they have a habit of the the characters that aren't you know part of the main cast usually usually being the ones that die off. Right. And, and Andor would probably suffer the same because it's like Mon Mothma she'll live, Princess Leia if you show Agent or even Senator Organa Leia uh, she she's gonna live. You, you know what I'm saying? And, yep. So I, I really hope we just get a whole bunch of really good spy missions, really putting putting more of like um, the the tension of how things are done more than whether whether or not they get done. Right. Because we know where this is going. Yeah, I would be really happy if it was just more like James Bond style, you know, filming, you know, like storytelling where it's mm-hmm. we see Cassian and it's all about the next mission, the next mission. You know, trying to and not necessarily like we get these secondary characters, but they're they don't mean really much. They they kind of help him get to you know his his goal, and then okay, then the following year, all right, here's your next mission. All right, here's your next mission. Yeah. It's kind of that's you know the Daniel Craig James Bond storytelling style. You know, um, if we get that, I'm happy with that. If they try to include a bunch of characters that somehow all of a sudden now means some sort of importance to the rebellion and stuff like that. It's not going to work, man. You know, it is also too, it's got, it's, it's weird because with Star Wars Rebels, we have, you know, a little bit of overlap there with the beginning of the rebellion. So there's Mm -hmm. like some characters that in, in pivotal positions, like, you know, getting on Mothma, you know, to, to her leadership role has already been done. Like we already know that story. So yep. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's like a, a big sandbox, and you know when it started out, everyone got to play in it, and it was so much fun. And now the sand's starting to run out, and you're running out of room to play. And so. I mean, I I keep I keep telling you know Lucasfilm whenever they call me because you know they call me every every other week, right? Right? No, right. Uh, a thousand years in either direction, past or or present. Yeah. Pick one I, and go. <laughs> I think this a is thousand years. I think this is. I think this is the, the, you know, besides the animated shows like Bad Batch um, and like Tales of the Jedi and stuff that are coming out, I think live action, this is pretty much it. Like, this is going to be the last major... Uh, yeah. Unless we get some Kenobi season two, but that would more uh, likely be yeah. focused on Kenobi. Yeah, if it I happened. think yeah. the The rumor I'm hearing is that everybody was satisfied with the ending. You I can't, hope so. You can't beat that ending between Vader and Kenobi. So why even bother going for a season two? It just kind of all takes care of itself. So I I would have thought we wouldn't need need it at all. But you guys can check out our reviews for uh, 
for Obi-Wan Kenobi here on the Genreverse Podcast Network. Um, why don't we, since it's a little bit light on news, why don't we go ahead and take our, our ad break, come back, and we'll talk about a funny story, and then Mike will tell us a little bit about a book he's going to read or might be reading. Anyways, Grow Generation. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. Grow Generation offers the best deals and discounts on the best grow products on the market. Grow Generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands. Go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow. No worries. I can do it for you. Okay. Well, if you if you want, sure. yeah, no worries. I'll put it up for you. It's it's so light on news. I have nothing. Like when the I know. thank God the Clerk Street trailer dropped and you did a reaction. Yeah. So because <laughs> so I was just least... gonna post the the, the trailer itself. Oh, just but... the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey guys, welcome back. We're chatting shop during the ad break. Thank you, Grow Generation, for sponsoring the episode. Clerks Three actually looks really funny, guy guys. I did a reaction here on the channel. You guys can check it out. Um, but, uh, the funny story talking about the, the past nostalgia stuff, you know, between episodes three and four, well, stuff related to the prequel, at least Taika Waititi's, uh, got the next star Wars movie in the shoot that, that it seems, even though we're not likely to get it <laughs> in 23, even maybe, maybe, maybe summer, maybe. maybe. Um, but we'll, we'll, or winter maybe, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, he, Apparently, forgot someone was in Star Wars and made a made a uh, an offer of sorts to uh, Natalie Portman for his his movie. And uh, Shaki, do you have the piece up to to read out of? Uh, oh, I can I, I can read it if you don't already have it up. Um, Natalie said to me, "This is Taika talking to uh, Rolling Stone. Uh, what do you do next?" He explained, and as I and I said, "I'm trying to work." on a Star Wars thing. Have you ever wanted to be in a Star Wars movie? She said, I've been in Star Wars movies. And he goes, I forgot about those ones and laughed. Absolutely hilarious kind of moment. I think a, a lot of, I think a lot of people assume that people are more plugged into the movies post release than they are making them in, in Hollywood. And, that's really something that even I years and years and years ago had like trouble wrapping my, how do you do all these movies like Gwyneth Paltrow? She's dense when it, when it comes to the MCU doesn't know Jack. She knows a few talking points for PR from Iron Man movies. And that's it. And it's, it could be shocking to some, some people to learn just how little they, they know, but that's, that's pretty funny, man. I mean, what would you what would you do? Would you put her in your tiger? Do you put her in like alien, you know, makeup or something oh, like yeah. that? I would I would throw her in as a stormtrooper or like whatever the stormtrooper mm. version he's gonna have as is and just have it as a little like kind of Easter egg of it or you know That'd be pretty funny. Or her like in a background, you know, something like that. I'd just be like, come in for a day, we'll get you suited up real quick, maybe two hours tops. You're in one little scene just for the for giggles and he's got that type of like attitude and you know and camaraderie with everyone that i think it would go well i think everybody would enjoy it but um yeah it th- that little excerpt right there reminded me so much of that snl skit when she was on um back in like 2018 she did the, the natalie's mm-hmm. rap and stuff and she's being interviewed and the guy's like hey have you seen the new star wars movies she's like no because uh, they're so much better than the and not to say the prequels and then she <laughs> yeah. goes into her little rap and shoots him and stuff oh, and, uh, man 
absolutely hilarious. Um, I not not to dig in into Marvel's world too too much, but here we are talking about Taika and Natalie because she's in the next next Thor movie. You know there there was a there was an issue with the the prequels, and one of the those one of the issues was definitely Natalie Portman and and uh, Hayden Christensen's chemistry or well lack of of chemistry um and again in in the thor movies like she she and and hemsworth are not that great on screen together and i really like the first thor movie it uses a lot of uh j michael straczynski's story beats and Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm worried about that that movie i'm worried about thor love and thunder because again we're putting these two on screen and and they really haven't done done great together in the past but maybe maybe because of the uncomfortableness of their breakup maybe that'll make the uh, in the in the universe will make right. the movies better I, I don't know we'll see um i yeah i i hope they find some funny funny way to put her in there what what about what about casting kira knightley instead <laughs> and put her in a more prominent role because <laughs> yeah, that would be that a would good be funny a well, funny somebody... thing you know who was it? The I forgot who was a YouTuber. So I don't know if you read any of the Vader comics. How like one of the storylines is Vader goes to Naboo, um, to and goes into the tomb and stuff of seeing um, Padme and everything. But then, boom! Here comes um, Padme's hand. You know the the clone, yeah. like they're a girl that looked exactly like her, or whatever, handmade, whatever, and, and stuff. Yeah. And somebody was like, "Man, that would be kind of interesting if you redid that." You know, since he got Hayden Christensen. Get Kira Knightley, you know, and do a little copy of that story because it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, I oh, would that say- was that story where they were like, "How is not? How is uh, Padme back?" So, but it was her. It was the the uh, handmaiden. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It, was, it takes place after Revenge of the Sith and everything. You know, so I mean, and it's Vader. Um, you know, but mm. it, it's just <clears throat> that would be, or just have like. Those two in Taika's film just kind of walk by each other and give them like the look, you know, and just don't even say anything. Just like in the middle of a scene, you know, just do that little look at each other. Something something, and just something for us to laugh at. Meta meta humor has to be taken very, very carefully in in Star Wars. But yeah, they they could do they could do they could do something anyways, man. um, So speaking of of canon and and. um, how messy things can get. We weren't even talking about that. It's a horrible segue. Uh, you were reading, or have you actually started it? The, started the, like the book? first like fifty pages of it. Okay, so Sh- Shadows of the Sith is a new book. That's uh, who's the author on that one? That's a great question. I'm I'm horrible <laughs> with names and stuff like that. Shadows. So so am I. I got a brain in, I got a brain injury to excuse it though. Yeah, Adam Adam Christopher Adam Christopher just came yes. out June June 28th. Uh, anyone that wants to uh, check it out, uh, tell us a bit about it and why why you're reading it, man. Um, so it takes place in between Force Awakens and and, and it will go up to like Rise of Skywalker ish. Uh, or Last Jedi-ish, if, if you put it that way. So in between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And the story go, uh, is basically the premise of Lando's, um, Lando Calrissian's daughter gets kidnapped. He goes on the hunt looking for her. He can't find her. At the same time, Luke is doing his, um, uh, like, just, or he's 
just the aftermath of Kylo Ren, and he's kind of trying to find like where his plot is, I guess, or you know, for rebuilding the um, the Jedi Temple and stuff. They end up getting together and realizing that there's a bigger evil at hand, and so that's basically where I've gotten to is you know Lando and, and Luke are you know kind of put together, but ultimately. All of the other stuff that we hear about in Rise of Skywalker, the the Sith, you know, forming back up together, the Sith assassin, the blade, the mysterious blade, and stuff like that, all comes, you know, into the storyline. So, everyone I've I've read that has, or all the reviews I've seen and read about, basically say that if you read this book, it makes Rise of Skywalker better, or at least you have a better understanding of it. Um, so I'm giving it a whirl just for giggles, I guess, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, one it's, it's funny how, uh, for there being no source material, how much EU stuff, uh, Star Wars does want to borrow these days, not to, Mm -hmm. not to mention the, the essential legends, uh, collection. Um, but you know, because I I think of Shadows of the uh, Empire when I hear this this uh, yeah. title, and then you know they used um, Dawn of the Jedi or Heir to the Jedi instead of Heir to the Empire for a, mm-hmm. an early new new canon novel that that they released. And oh God, come on, come on, guys, find some find some originality. But and that's not necessarily the authors; they got a writing room and and story groups and all all sorts of stuff uh the these days um it's it would it would be great to not need all of this supplemental material mm-hmm. for the sequels um and, and or it would have been great for back in the road two days road to force awakens and road to uh last jedi if they had done what they said they would do with those books and actually fill in the freaking gaps. But I honestly think Disney had their, their eye on things like streaming and TV series. And we're like, we don't want to fill in too many, too many gaps because we might want to tell it in a, in a, in a movie or, or so. And that is what has made from what I've read so many of the bo- books completely uninteresting because there's never any stakes nothing happens no matter what because everything is is explaining stuff from the sequel trilogy these days or set back in in uh OT days and you already know who you know the result results of that yeah the only area that like has gotten some kind of traction to it is high republic High Republic, um, and even that's still low compared to old, old I, the, EU books. Yeah, and I think the reason why is because they went, sh- in my personal opinion, they went a little too hard, too fast with High Republic. They released way too much at one time. Um, you know, and, and I get it. It was this whole, like, hey, let's... It was almost like doing Shadows of the Empire. Remember the campaign for mm-hmm. that? How crazy oh, yeah. that was? That was almost game, like... Game, yeah. Uh, Book, comic comic books book, uh, yeah games uh um merchandise a soundtrack merch yeah. yeah so i think they kind of took that idea and put it with high republic but it just flooded the market way too fast there was too many comic books to keep up with too many there was the adult books the young adult books the children's books and you know it, it was it's there's been a lot of good that's coming from it but yeah uh, to to make it where it's at the 
the status of what the the legends books you know were mm-hmm. i it's they got to slow it down i think they're starting to now it's it's gotten the high republic has slowed down its release to so that people can read and keep up with everything that's going on it's not everybody can just sit around and read books you know left and right i wish it could but um oh man and back in back in my days in in the army i believe it or not i read more when i was in the army than i, than oh, I, I do these it. days yeah. uh because you know 24 hour duty you know like cq staff staff mm-hmm. duty you're sitting there for 24 hours and not always were you allowed to have tvs and, and stuff like that so read read a book deployments you know a lot of da- downtime on the on the travels to and from yeah i i miss i miss reading more than i than i do these days yeah yeah i mean it's just um with the shadows of the sith i think this is basically disney's kind of answer to saying all right we we messed up with uh rise of skywalker we left a lot on the table let's here let's just fill in the blanks i don't think it's a, i think it's one of those things for like hey if you really want to read a star wars fans or you want here's the answers and there you go this is what's going to happen and um but i don't think it's on the level of heir to the empire you know any of the thrawn books yeah um, Shadows of the Empire, anything like that. Not on that <sighs> no, no Rogue Squadron. Their, their no. uh, sad, sad attempt. Uh, Alphabet Squadron. I mean, but let's let's admit when when you write in your book that uh, Luke, all Luke Skywalker did was pull the pull the trigger, and it was Jen Urso that destroyed the the Death Star. Come on, come on, Star Wars, really, really. Okay, bro. I mean- it's all in perspective. Well, no, because that was just a dig. That was a, a personal dig in in the book. It wasn't even about per perspective. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. that was the that was. I, I don't want to call it activism because that's not the, the the word. That's like a, a buzzword. It's it's just per, personal stuff in in there. I've and uh, all allegedly we'll say allegedly a lot of the stuff that comes out of the right writers room and on the novel side allegedly it tends to be very very anti luke skywalker for some reason take take that for for what yeah. what you guys uh will but um i i miss having continuing stories and i'm i'm while i don't want to um while i don't want to uh necessarily see much sequels stuff uh based stuff now I I I would be curious if if they're ever going to allow books with consequence after after yeah after uh, even if you do like I said a thousand years after but man what I mean just what do you, do you think they're going to do any anything with the sequel characters outside of of movies or or shows anytime soon or do you think they're they're so scared they'll miss out on an opportunity that they just won't ever touch it with the books well see i th- and again I, of consequence what i it's kind of like what i'm thinking what's going on like or my think thought about this is that you don't want to touch these characters right now because there's a mm-hmm. possibility you could probably get them to come back for a movie or something it's kind of what you did for the ot characters bring them back for the sequel trilogies right is if we don't do anything, if we don't kill off Ray, Finn, or Poe, you know, um, in anything post sequel trilogy, then then let's say eight to ten years down the road, we want to do another trilogy 
you know, of and bring these characters back, that's still the, the doors open there. Yeah. I mean, that's just why what I would think was going on or you know how I would run it, but I know um, that you're you're you could still you don't have to create a story that's gonna kill off one of those big three, Ray, Finn or Poe, but you could sure as hell create a a novel, uh, a story arc, two or three three dude, books that carry them into at least some some yeah. story. I something think that, that you can explain and you don't even have to worry about it in the movies. You don't have to worry about cover covering everything. You sure as hell didn't worry about it before beforehand, but you could actually it's all canon now. So you, you write a, a consequential story that has consequences later on down the road and you just put those consequences, the results of them in whatever future project. But right now right. I feel like they're just wasting away. I This was before Rogue Squadron was announced, but I always thought it would be good to have a Poe movie or, or at least you know storyline um yeah you know of him with the next group of of star fighters and there's always going to be some sort of type of villain that you can pull up and you know in the in the universe and stuff but just going kind of go down that road um kind of like what they do with Cobb vanth and stuff just kind of yeah. you know make him the, the the sheriff of an area and stuff and you know teach or I don't know if I would do like a Rogue Squadron or Top Gun type storyline ish or whatever, but something that route definitely I think you have a potential with Poe. Um, with Finn, um, I think that that's going to be split. I think that there's a, a the way he was treated, especially in Rise of Skywalker. I think a lot of people were disappointed that he didn't end up becoming the, a, a Jedi or at least being acknowledged being force sensitive. It was only just teased that route and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think you'd have to be very careful with Finn's character. Uh, not necessarily to, to please an audience, but just there's so many different expectations of that character. Because, I mean, the, the first poster we see in the sequel trilogy with The Force Awakens, Finn's holding the lightsaber. So you see this guy is holding the lightsaber and then it went downhill from there with mm-hmm. this character. You know, and really not really used that uh, that much. Way uh, to go, Johnson. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of get why they send him off into the, why Ryan Johnson sent him off to do a, a different mission. Didn't understand the mission at all. Mission um, stupid. But it was kind of that, you know, kind of like what you saw in Stranger Things season four, where you have to break the group up and everyone mm-hmm. has to go do their own little, you know, mission. Yeah. I got that part, just not well executed. And then Rise of Skywalker, he was just basically non-existent. It was this yeah. weird awkwardness that he wanted to tell ray that he loved her or he wanted to say something to her and never did that never got you know or like some people thought oh that he wanted to uh, like say that he was force sensitive too and and just teach me teach right (laughs) teach me the ways of the force and so i don't know uh what should us would what us and could us or how whatever the uh saying goes all, all I can hope hope for is is some enjoyable Star Wars content. I am finishing up the the audiobook of of uh, Rogue Squadron uh, Wedge's Gamble, and then I've got uh, the next book, Kratos Trap, comes out in in August, and I'll be listening to to that because uh, it's kind of interesting doing. Um, audiobooks with a with a production you know mm-hmm. soundtrack and s- sound effects and uh the the guy's not just reading he does you know voice work for uh all the different characters and stuff so it's it's been pretty fun anyways guys anything else to put out there mike before i start oh, wrapping I up a little tidbit oh. here so uh um, sure. 
it's not major news or anything like that, but um, if you follow Katie Sackoff on Instagram, she posted a, a video over, was it Monday now? Instead of how she couldn't make it to, um, was it Fan Expo? Um, I think it was uh, for an appearance because she had to stay, her schedule required her to film for a little bit longer. Um, and so it basically missed out on it. A lot of people have been, you know, reporting that it's, extra shooting for Mando season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season three and stuff. Um, but at the same time too, from what I've heard and stuff is that it's, there are extras. Uh, what is it called? Reshots or whatever it is. Um, reshoots. Yeah. Reshoots going on for Mando season three, but also that she will be in um, the, uh, in, in, in a scene or scenes. I can't remember what my friend was telling me. Um, for Ahsoka as well. Not much, but yeah. And so it's kind of, a lot of people were like, oh, reshoots for Mando season three and stuff are going on. That's been going on. Yeah, that's normal and stuff like that. But the other thing too is that Ahsoka's filming right now in LA and doing the whole volume thing. So um, they're using time wisely, having her there at the entire time and stuff. So Makes sense. All right, cool. Well, guys, you can find... uh, all of the stories that uh, we like to cover and you like to read about on lrmonline.com. Uh, go there every day for all of your uh, all of your entertainment news, needs, uh, and opinions, uh, written articles, interviews, video, podcasts, uh, the whole nine. Everything is there. Uh, all of our podcasts go up on whatever app you, you want to uh, use to listen to, to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google uh google all all of those um daily cup of genre we do daily news and whatever the hell man whatever the hell manny and i want to talk about anime versal reviews is doing uh uh classroom of the elites season two this uh this summer until chainsaw man and then hopefully we'll be doing both um and then uh Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, does a weekly news round roundup, usually has a movie or, or series review that they'll do as well. You're watching the cantina, you can see what we do here. We'll be re- reviewing Andor when that kicks off in August. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, M- Marvel Multiverse Mayhem is the Marvel version of this. So, yeah, we're doing Miss, Miss Marvel right now and, and news and stuff in, in between. And all of those go up on the YouTube channel. If you're watching us on there, thank you so much. Please hit the uh, red subscribe button. We've been growing and appreciate each and every uh, one of you. And, uh, yeah, in addition to all those podcasts, I also do the uh, uh, genre shot trailer reactions and just did uh, Clerks 3 today. So check all those out. Uh, Shock, you want to talk about people joining us yeah if you got uh, an opinion on some of the stuff we've been talking about or you just want to voice your opinion and get it out there to you know a, a large audience then you know contact one of us kyle or, or myself and uh we can get you on there you can either join one of our podcasts you can write we we're really um looking for writers right now it's uh you know just a but if anything and everything it's one of the more unique websites out there where we really are hands-free when it comes to, you know, writing or, or voicing opinions. Uh, we don't have much, um, you know, when it comes to restraints on what you can and cannot write about. So yeah, just, you know, if you feel like you have something to say or you want your opinion out there um, and we've got a, a large enough audience that you can get it out there and be heard, let us know. 
There you go. All right, guys. All of the social media information is down down below. Link to our Discord. Also in the description box below. Um, thanks, and uh, may the force be uh, may the force be with you. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.